0: Welcome, everyone, to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. Today, we're talking about the often lonely road many executives experience as they are focused on growing their businesses, how to overcome that solitude and connect with other like-minded executives to drive revenue growth through collaboration and thought leadership. Hot topics today, especially for sales and marketing executives, uh, C-level executives, the idea of collaboration to propel uh, everyone forward uh, to mutual benefit. And to do that, to tackle this topic today. We have with us Jenny Adams, chairwoman of 12 Mavens. Jenny, thank you for taking the time and welcome to the show.
1: Great. Thank you, Chad. Appreciate it.
0: So before we jump into the topic of the day, we like to start with a little random question. Beginning of the episode, give our listeners a little bit better understanding of of you as a person and what we're bringing to the table here. So if you look back over your career uh, at, at a defining moment that happened in your career, maybe it changed trajectory for you or changed the direction you were headed. Kind of what was that defining moment and what did you take away from it?
1: Yeah, sure. There's been oh so many.
0: <laughs> it's hard to
1: choose. Um, I'll pick one from recent years. I previously was a plant manager at a manufacturing plant that was making and selling over $150 million worth of products every year. And I had been chosen to be in this two year leadership development training for women and there were only six women out of a out of sixteen thousand women chosen and I was one. And it was awesome and it was so amazing to be recognized and given those accolades and that training to, to get further in my career. However, there was one person who disagreed with it and that was my boss. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I just he and I just didn't see eye to eye and what I was feeling from everyone else in the whole company was this is amazing she's amazing we're going to help her succeed we want more women at the top and then my boss is like pushing me out and (laughs) so I left and I decided that I can still have all those accolades and hear what I want to hear and also feel into what he was saying right is this real or is it not real but I don't have to deal with that I don't have to have that one person driving my entire career because because he really had control that one person even though the people above him were pulling me up he was really in charge of my trajectory and once I let that go and became my own boss I now have control of that trajectory
0: Excellent. So realization of your self empowerment, self worth, and getting out from underneath the thumb of people who maybe not as like minded. It sounds yeah,
1: absolutely like.
0: excellent. And so, okay, so great lesson, great insights. And so now we're at we're chairwoman at Twelve Mavens. So for uh-huh. our listeners, can you give us a little bit more context around Twelve Mavens and and your role there?
1: sure so 12 mavens is a confidential think tank it's a mastermind group a sounding board made up of like-minded risk takers and typically it's about 12 people so that's where the 12 comes from Um, a maven is someone who is a trusted expert who shares their knowledge with others and at 12 mavens it's a private by invitation only community of ceos and entrepreneurs that are from non-competing companies and industries and they join together so that they can be smarter together because being a CEO is very lonely at the top. It's hard to, um, you have to be the one that's in control. The one that looks like they know everything. Although we all know we don't
0: fake it till you make it
1: exactly. But Doing that sometimes leads you to trouble because you're making a decision in a vacuum sometimes. And so having 12 CEOs around a table discussing each person's issue at a time in a confidential room, I've seen so many CEOs' shoulders just drop in relaxation and allow themselves to be vulnerable, which is not something a CEO ever gets to do. Typically, they're the breadwinner at home. They're... In charge of other people's lives, and they have to seemingly have it all together. And they don't always have it all together. And so, this group, this group of 12, helps them feel like they're not alone because they're not.
0: It's a, it's a great concept, right? And we see a lot of focus on collaboration and the power of collaboration and, and that, that vulnerability, that authenticity that allows us all to say we don't have all the answers. And, and while I know 12 Mavens is focused primarily on CEOs, I, I'm curious is you know, sales execs, having been one myself and, and having worked with a lot of them, or marketing execs, those C-levels kind of across the board, those are all pretty lonely places. Even if you're on a sea level, you know, C-suite team, uh, there's still, uh, you know, there's still a sense of alienation that comes. And I'm curious if Twelve Mavens has has explored or thought about going beyond the CEOs to getting, you know, CMOs, CROs together and doing it that way because I think it is a powerful model. Uh, I understand why we obviously start at the top I'm just Mm kind of curious if if there's been any thought or or uh, you know any discussion around potentially expanding out the types of sea levels that you guys are focused on
1: so potentially in the future however right now we're expanding in the US so we started in Jacksonville Florida in 2014 and there's been three groups there for you know three to four years each and those groups started asking Jeff Davis who started 12 mavens in Jacksonville to expand to other cities so that their partners could also be in groups and right now we're in that expansion mode so we're we're the fastest growing mastermind group on the planet right now and right, right now we're focused as CEOs and eventually once we have grown that um, the way we want to absolutely we could be looking at other groups but there are other groups out there that support. People who are not
0: CEOs, and and you run the Denver area, uh, of groups. Just Correct. I want to make sure. Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. Okay. And so I was doing some reading, doing some research before the uh, before this interview, and uh, I came across that article, actually, I think it was one you sent me, where Jeff was talking about uh, the impacts and results that he'd seen. I'm curious what you've seen as you've been working with and been involved with the groups you mentioned, you know, CEOs relaxing and get a little bit more vulnerable. But any, you know, takeaways, powerful takeaways that you've seen uh, members of the group walk away with and implement?
1: Absolutely. It's fascinating to watch in meetings because for instance, one of our CEOs was really, he was a hard ass.
0: <laughs>
1: and, and then we had some other CEOs that were more on the not so strong side in that same type of realm with their employees. And so they balance help each other balance each other out. Like, you could be stronger here, or you don't need to be so strong there. <laughs> and so watch that happen in a in a room over you know a few hours is amazing to see that camaraderie and then they start saying okay you can help me with this and i can help you with this and it just keeps expanding and i've also heard conversations where there's just a 5 minute little blip of a description of something and someone says oh my god you just saved me thousands of dollars <laughs> and Things like that happen every single meeting, although there are, you know, over time, there's bigger things that are happening where people are growing their businesses. And um, there's a business in one of the Florida groups that is one of the fastest growing businesses in Florida. And they have recognized 12 Mavens as being part of that.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent. So I'm curious. I mean, we see you know, the concept of collaboration and thought leadership and CEO role is tough, right? Any, any executive really that's responsible for the lives of other people, there's a lot of weight that comes from that. And I think sometimes there's a, you know, a natural inclination for us to say, Hey, we have the answers because we believe that the people that are, you know, trusting us and following us, that, that, that that that's going to make them feel more comfortable. But, you know, as we touched on earlier, we don't all have all of the answers. So I'm curious from your perspective, why, you think we've seen kind of a a rise, an increase in the amount of focus put on uh, collaboration amongst executives, amongst like-minded individuals. Uh, I'm kind of curious just to see from your experience in the industry kind of where that's come from uh, and how that's kind of changing people's view of business in general.
1: I think that as more people start businesses, they try to do it by themselves and eventually (laughs) eventually, those people who only do it by themselves typically there are very very few that actually succeed and when people we do interviews with people every month too and we have highly successful CEOs and entrepreneurs and we send those out to our members of our group and for instance we talk to people who have billion dollar companies and how they grew that and we send those out so that people can get those ideas but what happens is is those people always talk about being in a group like this and that's how they got where they were and so the more that people are hearing about it it has grown definitely but part of it is half the people i talk to have never even heard of anything like this one of our members was like i have been doing running businesses and creating businesses for i don't know 20 or 30 years And he says, I wish someone had taught me how to be a CEO. (laughs) You're the first person to invite me to a group like this. And I didn't even know it existed. And I wish I'd known this at the beginning of my career.
0: Yeah, the, the sharing of knowledge, I mean, it's funny, we, we all take for granted, Oh, we all have access to the internet, and people think, oh, well, that's going to provide all of the answers. And the fact of the matter is, it really doesn't, it actually has a tendency to create more confusion. So to hear those real authentic stories and perspectives from people that have been there, I think is extremely empowering.
1: Mm, for sure. We have people who fly in just for the meeting.
0: Oh, excellent! And so, I'm curious. We, in our business and culture, you know, we're all seeing it. Everything's becoming more digital. Uh, everything's almost, you know, a lot of focus, especially in sales, on virtual selling, not having to be face to face, which was not how I grew up in sales and marketing. It was always face to face. But we're seeing kind of the, you know, things turn around a little bit. And it seems to me like Twelve Mavens appears to be focused on getting back to that face to face relationship building. And I'm curious why you feel that's so critical and important today.
1: The more we are face to face, obviously the human connection is extremely important and the more a CEO gets off the rails off to the side without that human connection, they lose track of what their customers want. They can lose track of what their um, clients and their suppliers need because they're looking at a screen. and. The interaction, see, sometimes it's just a look on someone's face in the meeting where someone says their idea and their face is like, that's not a good idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tried that once. I wouldn't recommend
1: it. <laughs> exactly. And and you get more of a personal relationship and the camaraderie that gets created in those modes. It's more of a conversation than just research online, which to me drains me when I'm doing research online. But that human connection actually helps me build excitement.
0: Oh, yeah, completely. And it's, it's interesting because, I, I mean, I spend you know a lot of time online reading and researching and then a lot of time in my head processing it. But it can be just, a, you know, 15 minute meeting somebody for coffee and you float a random thought that was going through and all of a sudden you get... A unique perspective, and you get feedback that you wouldn't have gotten just between you and the computer screen, and it changes your perspective Absolutely. and really you know it's our perspectives are what we control, and the more input that we take in a, in a way that we trust you know in a trusting, safe, uh, kind of vulnerable fashion, uh, the better we become, the more informed we become, and I think we make better yes. decisions I think having worked for some CEOs, probably that guy that you said was a hard ass. I think I worked for that guy. Um, I think it would behoove, you know, everyone to, to spend some time doing it, spending more time with their peers in an authentic and, and vulnerable way.
1: Exactly. One of the cool things that happens in the meeting is people bring their issue that they want the whole group to discuss. And, and I'm told by most of the members that they get more out of the other people's issues than the one they brought. Because they hadn't even thought to ask the question.
0: Oh yeah, you get so focused on, on one or two particular things, you don't think about looking at it from another uh, perspective, or you don't think about all of the other things that you need to be juggling at the same time. Absolutely. So I read, I read in that Business Journal article that, that Jeff likes to quote, and this is literally a quote, focus on the element of surprise. <laughs> uh, in the meetings. And I noticed in the article it said he's invited, you know, guests and presenters from sitar players, uh, to mm-hmm. comedians and everything else. Right. And I understand he's trying to create, uh, you know, a creative environment, safe, relaxing, uh, mind expanding, so to speak. Um, so I, I am curious to know what you've seen as like the most surprising guests at one of these meetings.
1: Mm. We have an annual meeting in Florida where all the CEOs from all the groups get together and at that meeting, it was in December this year, and at the very, very end, Jeff brought in an entire, the entire drum line from the Jacksonville Jaguars into this oh, ball, into this ballroom. And I was like, I never would have thought to have that loud of a drumming crew there so hyped up in a room. And it was mind opening, like, what else am I not thinking about? Wow. What else would have, would I not have tried? And right. So it wasn't just about the entertainer well, it, was that's just it. pumped us up, but it was just, it started going, Oh, I hadn't thought about that.
0: <laughs> well, and that's just it, right? I have a feeling that many people get so caught up in what they know. Uh, and their own little bubbles, right? I think that's probably what leads to all the news we hear about, you know, fake news and people only getting one source of information. Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
0: And it's dangerous. We've seen some of the negative consequences that can have, you know, culturally. But I think it's it's doubly dangerous in business, especially for the leadership. If the leadership is so narrowly focused that they're not taking the time. We used to call it um, staring out the window. We, (laughs) We used to always budget time for staring out the window and let your, you know, just let the thoughts go. And now things move so fast, it's really much more advantageous to spend that time in a collaborative, creative environment. So I love the fact that the drum line was in there. Would have loved to have seen that uh, and seen the looks on the other people's faces.
1: Mm -hmm. And the other thing that happens is that because the companies are non-competing, as you said, you can get caught in your bubble. And the reason why we have the different companies in there that are from different industries is so that... You can take ideas that you hadn't even thought of because your industry works this way and get those ideas and add them to your industry. And that's how disruption happens. It's not from inside the industry.
0: Right. Cross-pollination, unique perspectives, uh, shared experiences.
1: Exactly.
0: So, all right. So let's change direction a little bit. Towards the end of each interview, we ask two standard questions. And, and you know, you're chairwoman for 12 Mavens here in Denver. And so I'm sure that puts you uh, in sales parlance. We, we would call you a target. <laughs> <laughs> In the politically correct parlance, we would call you a prospect, but I'm sure there are people out there that are trying to get in front of you, get your attention, capture some of your mind share. Um, we always like to ask our guests, you know, what is it when somebody that you don't know is trying to connect with you? What is it that captures your attention and builds credibility?
1: Several, several things. Uh, one is to keep it short and simple because people who are running their own companies don't have a lot of time, and so if you send too much too fast, it just is overwhelming and we click away from it or walk away or don't schedule a phone call um but you need to find something to make their lives easier and provide a solution for that and part of that is how you you're selling to them are you making their lives easier by selling to them in a long email probably not
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: are you someone told me they buy lunch for someone during their busy season they bring in lunch for the person's entire staff and that's how they get in their door i was like well that makes it easy for them they don't have to plan anything they don't have to do anything on their own and that person already builds that rapport right um there is a difference between men and women in selling and women tend to think longer about what we're going to do um But in general, men are more visual and thinking and women are more feeling. So if you can appeal to a woman's feelings versus talking to her in a very logical manner, you can win over more women.
0: Excellent. Great point great point. Okay. Um, last question, we call it our acceleration insight. There's one thing you could tell, uh, let's usually say sales and marketing people, but if there's one thing you could tell, Mm -hmm. like C level executives, entrepreneurs, one piece of advice that you would give them that you believe would help them, you know, be more successful starting tomorrow morning, if they heard you and applied it, what would it be and why?
1: Stop doing this by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have all the answers. You don't even have all the questions.
0: Oh, I love it. I love that quote. That's gonna be one of the quotes we put in the graphics just so Perfect. you know. I love it. Excellent. Perfect, Jenny. If a listener's interested in talking more about the topics we've touched on today, best way to get in touch with you to talk further about Twelve Mavens or your experience and insights?
1: Sure. They can either contact me on LinkedIn or they can email me at Jenny, J E N N Y A at twelvemavens dot com. And the twelve and twelve Mavens is the number one two.
0: Excellent. Jenny, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. It's been great having you on the show today.
1: Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time and it's been a pleasure.
0: All right, everyone, that does it for this episode. Please check us out at b2brevexec.com. Share the episodes with friends, families, coworkers. If you like what you hear, do us a favor, write us a review on iTunes. And as you walk away from this, remember, it's always better to work and collaborate with others. You're not alone. You don't even know, how to you don't even know the right questions to ask, as Jenny said. So please take the time, work with your friends, uh, work with your coworkers. And until next time, we at Value Prime Solutions wish you all nothing but the greatest success.